Journey to the Nativity, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society. The Feast of Christmas, celebrating the birth of Jesus, is one of the most joyful days of the Orthodox Church. It's also known as the Incarnation of Christ. As Orthodox Christians, this means that we celebrate that Jesus became a man and came into the world to save us. This is the journey to the Nativity. youthful years of one of the great saints of our Orthodox Church, St. Basil the Great. St. Basil had roots which were deep and firmly founded in Christianity, bordered by the truths of the faith and producing abundant fruit. His father was also named Basil. He and his wife Emilia had four sons and five daughters. It is worth mentioning that St. Basil's grandmother Macrina, his mother Emilia, and four of his siblings, Macrina, Gregory of Nyssa, Peter of Sebastia, and Navkratios, are all recognized as saints of our Orthodox Church. The family of St. Basil is a great testament to the importance and impact of a Christian family which truly believes in and loves God. But St. Basil, despite the pious roots of his family, did not begin his life as a saint. He faced similar temptations to young people today. A secular education, which undermined God's role in the history of the world. A sharp mind, which gives rise to pride and ego. The desire for fame and money. And the fear of going against those in positions of power. We'll take a closer look at how he resisted these temptations to become the saint who is so revered by our Orthodox Church today. Basil, as a young man, was very bright and loved to learn. His father began to teach him, but he soon recognised that his son needed more. So Basil spent much of his childhood and young adulthood away from his family at the best schools in the empire. First in Caesarea, then Constantinople, and finally ended up at the university in Athens. He had an exceptional gift for learning. 
At university, his lecturers pushed the idea that only knowledge, namely that of the ancient Greeks, was the only way to perfection, fulfillment and happiness. They looked down upon the Christian teachings and considered the message of the cross to be utter foolishness, just as St. Paul described three centuries earlier. So Basil found himself among crowds of philosophers and students in a city with a historical love of philosophy and art, faced with a multitude of very different and very powerful opinions. He was at the height of his youth and had great zeal for learning. He faced great danger by finding himself in such an environment. However, he had already cultivated and educated his character. He knew exactly where he stood on all these ideas because of the pure and unadulterated Christian teaching of his parents and grandmother. St. Basil was protected not only by the memory of his grandmother and mother's words, but by his strong sense of purpose. He never sought worldly wisdom and education for the sake of having knowledge itself. In the words of St. Gregory, he sought education so that he might acquire the true philosophy, how to depart from the world and be given over to God, how to arrive at the heavenly by means of the earthly, how to acquire the immovable good things by means of the transient things of this world. This is how Basil was not influenced by the negative elements of his secular studies. Few have succeeded in acquiring the knowledge of the ancient Greeks to such a depth as he did, but he looked beyond this with the realisation that all this knowledge could not give true success and happiness. He knew that these can only be found in the Christian teaching, in Christ, who is the way, the truth and the life. Yet even this sense of purpose could have shaken St. Basil if not for a specific friendship he made in Athens with a young man who had become known throughout the Orthodox world as St. Gregory the Theologian. Their friendship remained unbroken till death because it was a friendship with Christ at its centre. St. Gregory paints their friendship with vibrant colours. We were always together. We shared a common house a common table, a common soul, looking towards one and the same goal, always increasing our zeal in such a way that our friendship became warmer and more stable. So we can see that certain friendships can preserve and increase our faith since true friends understand the deeper nature of our soul rather than superficial or shallow likes and dislikes. St. Basil was then asked to remain in Athens to become a lecturer himself, but he had already made up his mind to return to his home city, Caesarea. He was 25 years old when he left Athens. Many paths were open before him, but after much thought he chose to follow the career of an orator. This was a career that was associated with great fame and glory which was very attractive to educated youths of that time. The public lectures of orators attracted huge crowds and enthusiastic applause in the major centres. 
it was not long before Basil's fame spread and he gained a reputation as one of the greatest young orators with a brilliant future. He also began to teach younger students in the art of oratory, passing on his wealth of knowledge which he had gained all his years of study in the most prestigious schools of the empire. During the time that Basil was away from his family for his studies, his grandmother Macrina and his father Basil both passed away. Basil's older sister Macrina, the eldest child of the family, became the right hand of her mother, helping her raise the younger siblings and passing on the flame of love for God, which helped to build this famous family of saints. Macrina was a person of deep spirituality, and she knew that Basil's great gifts would be wasted if not harnessed for the good of other people. Saint Macrina's brother, Saint Gregory of Nyssa, describes how Macrina saw that her brother was in danger of being influenced by the mentality that came with a bright career of fame and success, saying, She took him in hand, and with such speed did she break him free from his former life, toward the true philosophy that he forsook the glories of this world and despised fame gained by oratory and deserted it for this new way of life where one toils with one's hands. With complete renunciation of property, he prepared himself by removing all obstacles for the life of virtue. The prayers and heartfelt advice of his sister fell on good soil and Basil decided to wholeheartedly devote himself to the truth of the gospel. From this point onwards, he was unmovable in his purpose. He was baptised Christian and during those times it was usual to be baptised later in life. Now he underwent a long period of intense spiritual preparation for the calling which God had put before him. In Egypt, he visited several hermitages, skeets, and cenobitic monasteries, where he devoted himself to strict asceticism, fasting, vigil, obedience, vigilance, and unceasing prayer. His former life as a renowned student and orator did not prevent him in the least from living the life of the most simple novice and his heart was open to receive the divine grace that flowed abundantly from the holy men and sacred places which he visited. After spending some time in Egypt, Basil next visited the monastic centres of Palestine, Syria and Mesopotamia. In each of these places, he continued his way of life which he had followed in Egypt. He was taught by the ascetics and greatly admired them, striving to live to the full the ascetic virtues of poverty, virginity and obedience. Basil spent two years among the ascetics and in this way he cultivated himself in the best possible way for his future life of service to the church which God was calling him to. After this experience he spent several years living quietly as a hermit in the region of Pontus with his childhood friend Gregory as his only contact with humanity. He was utterly devoted to the monastic life, but after some time, 
he realized that the church was being mercilessly targeted by various heresies. This situation was not helped by the fact that the church's hierarchs were full of people who were not spiritually equipped for the job, but who certainly did have power and wealth. St. Basil journeyed back into Caesarea and was greeted with joy by the bishop at the time, who immediately ordained him to the priesthood. We will hear more about the life of St. Basil at another time, but for now we will leave his story before his ordination as a priest and later a bishop who struggled against Arianism and performed immense charities for the people. From the early years of St. Basil the Great, we can see that saints face the same struggles and temptations as all of us in the world today. Yet it is not the nature of the temptations that the saints faced, but rather the heroic battle against these temptations that form the strong foundations for their life in Christ. St. Basil is an example for all of us. We celebrate his memory on the first day of January, New Year's Day, every year. May he intercede for all of us. We hope that you've enjoyed this edition of Journey to the Nativity. For more spiritually edifying Orthodox talks and podcasts, be sure to head to orthodoxjourney.com.